When it comes to family finances, we know life can get complicated. Caring for our kids, helping our parents, planning our own futures. At Firstly.com, you'll find the advice and tools you need to make the best decisions for your family. Find out more at Firstly.com. Welcome to Club Sandwich, where the music is great and the stories are real. Each week we talk about life in the middle, the middle of raising kids, nurturing careers, and navigating the ever-changing needs of our aging parents. I'm Jennifer Owens. I serve as Editorial Director at Firstly, the first financial wellness platform designed specifically for the sandwich generation. I'm also the mother of two, wife of one, and the daughter and stepdaughter of my children's grandparents. I know firsthand how complex family life can be and how it can change in an instant. I also know how hard it can be to prepare for the future, especially one that impacts our kids and our parents, let alone ourselves. Our guest today knows that too. Christy Cunningham, thank you so much for sharing your sandwich expertise with us today. Thank you, Jennifer. It's great to be here. So you are Chief Marketing Officer for Bright Horizons, which is the leading global education and care company. And I know Bright Horizons, it offers childcare, family support solutions, and workforce education. And if our listeners have ever worked at one of the world's top employers, you know Bright Horizons is always there too. So that means that you are always thinking about what parents want and what they need from child caregivers. And so I'd love to start there, like kind of set the scene of what parents are feeling these days about child care. And, you know, are we back online in terms of accessing child care from the pre-pandemic? Where are we? <laughs> Great question. And um, one of the things we do every year is what we call a modern family index survey. And the findings this year from our spring survey, which was our seventh annual, really highlight how parents are feeling. And they are feeling overwhelmed. 91% of parents are worried about their own or their spouse's mental health. So that's, that's the really? starting point. Yep. And interestingly, this year, parents are also concerned about both their children's mental load and mental health 50% of parents have said that has increased over the last year. So not only are parents stressed out, but they're worried right. about their children as well. Well, and I think, you know, mental load. So you and I have known each other for a while, and you know mental load is one of my, my favorite topics because it's a problem that hides in plain sight and that it's about anticipating a problem or an issue. It's about figuring out how you're going to deal with it, making a plan for it and then executing on it. It's all the work that goes into getting something done. Just to explain this to our, our dear listener that say, you know, your kid's birthday party is coming up. It's about figuring out which weekend that the kids will come over to your house, who's going to be invited, talking with your kid about what sort of cake they want to have, and then going to the grocery store to get a cake. Also, you can have the party itself, which is exhausting. All the stuff before the party is the mental load. And now to hear we're worried about our kids' mental load, too? Oh, yeah. They do have a mental load, don't they? Yeah. They're dealing with, with topics that are, um, you know, worried about getting sick or being home and feeling yep. isolated from uh, friends and, and others. So I think that combination, parents generally have, a, and certainly working parents, a, a mental load factor to begin with. But yep. when you add in concerns about childcare because the infrastructure you may have had in place pre-pandemic may not be what you have today. Oh, yes. You've got right? school age. If you have school age children, you've now become uh, the teacher or the proctor. And yeah. so really helping through that. 
And, um, you know, for many of us who have older parents, the pandemic has been a time to really make sure that they're supported. We did grocery runs every week for, you know, about a year as an example. Yeah. All of that coupled with trying to be productive at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to actually support our families and, and the like. Well, and so I found that the most exhausting and I my kids are older now and it still was that shifting your shifting need for care because the schools were in the schools were out and and all this stuff was necessary it's not that it's just constant change of knowing what care I would need for older kids like it what's happening with the littler kids with that kind of transition everything's in transition, I guess. That's what's so exhausting to me. It, it is. And I think that's why you're seeing, you know, over the last year, you've seen 3 million women exit yeah. the workforce, right? Yeah. And they are really looking at how to care for their family. A third of women who exited the workforce really named childcare as the reason that they have left. Wow. Yeah. And of the women who remained in the workforce, one out of four are considering stepping out or downshifting their roles. It's still continuing. It's yeah. still continuing. Well, because I feel like there's a lot of unknown. So I think, you know, there are certainly, um, and many of our clients are bringing people back to the office, which, yeah. you know, comes with a whole transition plan as well, right? We've got people mm -hmm. who will be hybrid, folks who may be in office a few days a week. So there's still a lot of transition planning and unknown coupled with back to school timing and some unknowns there. <laughs> yes. When I had little kids, I chose center-based care and I had full-time care because I was working full-time. You know, my entire life revolved around drop-off and pick-up times and everything I could do between those times. But knowing that my kids were cared for and that the center took care of if there was, you know, somebody was out sick for a day or going to like skills sessions to build skill and all that was, I didn't have to know that. I knew that I had these, this wonderful set of people to depend on every day. All that saying the word unknown so many times right now, it makes me so anxious for these parents who are trying to navigate all these. That's just my therapy moment here today. <laughs> How are they managing coming to you and saying, this is the type of care I need right now, but two months from now, like my partner will be back full time. How is all that working? Yeah. So full-time care has, as we reopened many of our centers uh, last year, most have really been focused on full-time care, whether oh. they're working at home or yeah. they are oh. working on site. To your point on being sort of dependable to both for the child, because I think our, our research also right. highlighted the fact that three quarters of parents worry about children's social and emotional learning and milestones. So full-time care gives you some of that consistency and really leans in in that space. However, we also have a lot of folks looking for flexibility because they don't yet know, will I be at home yes, two days a week? Exactly. Will I be in the office? So, you know, one of the things that we have done is really look across our portfolio of offerings to how we support working parents, however they need the support. So uh, we have emergency backup care, and we've extended that out. Uh, oh, many of yeah. our employers have for 90 days. So you could actually line up care, either in center or in home, let's say every Tuesday and Thursday, because you know you're going to be transitioning back to the office right. days. So that kind of flexibility, I think, helps. 
And then we also know that not every parent works standard hours, right? We've got a right. lot of parents who, who work different shifts or have different uh, requirements. And so that's where some of our, our sister companies like Sitter City, where you can go out and find the exact solution that you're looking for, come into play. So that way, you know, it's kind of a combination of some self-serve opportunities to find the right care combination, as well as a lot of employer-sponsored supports yeah. to help folks piece together what will work for them. At Firstly.com, we know life can get complicated. Whether you're saving for college, navigating elder care, or thinking ahead to retirement, there's always something to watch out for. That's why we've created Firstly, the first financial wellness platform designed specifically for those of us in the middle, in the middle of kids, parents, work, and life. At Firstly, we offer the advice insight and tools you and your family need to get your finances where you want them to be. Together, the Firstly Family Budgeting app will help you and your family track money and set savings goals together, and it lets you and your family see your complete financial picture all in one smart app. And you can be the first to try the Firstly Family Budgeting app, coming this September to your phone or desktop. Sign up today for early access and to get the financial wellness tips you need to build financial wellness for your family at Firstly.com. I was always the parent that tried to figure out what the summer looked like in December. I know exactly why, because when my eldest was going off to pre-K, a parent turned to me at the playground and said, hey, so what are you doing about pre-K? Which was a year in the future. And right. it turned out I was late to the game. And so, you know, I shall never be late again. <laughs> so I think the pandemic is, is making us all have to work on the fly a lot from the early days of where are we going to find toilet paper to, oh, now you have to be back in, but you have to set your hours. And so I think it is flexibility. That's, that's really great that they can come to you and say, well, this is what I'm doing right now. You know, this is what I have to do. And I, I just need this kind of structure to make my family run. Yeah, and I, I do think this is where um, you know employers can play a, a helpful role, and we've seen that over the last year with employers really leaning in to support their working parents and yeah. uh, offering a variety of solutions that help not just parents with younger children, right. but back to that that school age, and even on the elder care side, because those demands, as you mentioned, right, some of that pops up really quickly. And you need to be able to react and make sure that there's supports on that end as well. Well, so can we talk a little bit about the different options for care? There is like all the way at one end of the spectrum, center-based care. Like you show up, it almost looks like a school, you know, different ages and the like, all the way to completely maybe like bespoke, like an au pair who lives with you. But there's a lot in the middle that you could do. And so I'm wondering some ideas and some tips on how to choose what's best for you. Yeah, and I think it really comes down to each family, what are the things that they are prioritizing? And it, it mm -hmm. often is a combination of sort of how heavy do they want to lean in on school readiness, affordability, convenience. Yeah. There's a combination of factors that play into it. If you've got more than one child that needs care, then you start to look at the economics. Oh, yeah. Multi-children <laughs> in care. So all of those go into play. 
I think we find certainly on our center-based care, so our early education and preschool, which starts six weeks in all the way yeah. through pre-K, that those families are really looking for that stability, mm-hmm. you know, making sure to your point that they've got the coverage they need and that the child has that opportunity to really develop alongside others. So that social and emotional focus and the milestone focus. So it's really yep. that, that group care is really a great model. Yeah. We also know that people had different schedules. When my kids were little, I traveled a lot with work. And so that unpredictability made things a little oh, bit harder yeah. to have center-based care. Right. You have to make it by pickup time. It's a fact of life for center-based care. You better make it by pickup time. And if you can't, because your life is unpredictable, that's when you want to look at having maybe someone in your home, you know, or some more flexible option, because that's sometimes the way it has to be. That's okay, too. Exactly. So I think that's why Bright Horizons, we have looked broadly at what's the combination of supports that working parents need. And um, we have College Cities Nannies, which is an agency-driven nanny-based or sitter-based placement. So that, again, depending on what your needs are, there's a way to make sure that you can be satisfied. Oh, that's great because I think of Bright Horizons, I think of the littler kids. But one of the more difficult parts in our family were the latter elementary school ages going into middle school. You know, you just need someone to walk them home or get them somewhere, or get them to their after school. Like you need to have these, these weird pockets of care as opposed to a full-on experience. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. So after school programs and enrichments so that there are fun, exciting things for them to, uh, yeah. to focus on. Well, and so what is happening in terms of cost? Because when I had little kids, childcare was kind of expensive. And I'm wondering... It, that's all been solved now. It's all free. Okay. <laughs> you missed the boat. <laughs> oh, dang it. What's happening in terms of cost? There's definitely a, um, you know, a supply opportunity here within, uh, within the U.S. And, and COVID, I think, has exacerbated that in the sense that there have been many center closures Ooh, yeah. or they're running at reduced capacity, as well as from a, a child care workforce perspective. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the workforce is down 15% from pre-pandemic levels. Really? And you know, 70% of parents report that their pre-pandemic childcare centers are either closed or reduced capacity. 70%? Oh, oh my goodness. Yep, report that. So we certainly are seeing some of that scarcity, Yeah. which is why, interestingly, many of our client or employers are leaning in on the childcare side. So whether it's on-site centers or near-site centers are helping to subsidize tuitions across the country just as a way to make both access and affordability more available. Right. And because they have their own employment issues. They need to keep people, those 3 million women who have left the workforce leave a hole. You know, everyone that leaves, there is a need to be filled. Employers can't lose these many people from their workforces. Exactly. I think, you know, childcare was always a topic before, but the pandemic has certainly shown a spotlight on the needs of working parents and their ability to be productive. For the parents who are thinking, I need to change up my, (laughs) like, like you're, like you're buying new shoes. I need to change up my look. 
but I need to change up like how I'm looking at childcare and the like. It sounds a little scary in terms of losing 15% of the, the workforce that Bureau of Labor Statistics is tracking and the like. Should we be rushing in to claim spots or like what, what feelings should parents be having? Yeah, I do think back to your pre-planning. Don't want to miss out on next summer. Um, I do yeah. think given the scarcity of, of childcare, that if you think you have a need for the yeah. fall, you should be having those conversations now. And there's, there's lots of great research that's available. Most organizations are conducting virtual tours, so you get a chance to talk to the center directors to see the environment virtually and other ways to really try to connect. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend if, if you think you will have the need to take action now, because we do have wait lists that are growing in certain markets across wow. our centers. Yeah. All right. We, we need to get our, our acts together and, and make sure this is all pinned down and just get the fall dealt with. <laughs> that's, that's maybe the thing that changed in my pandemic life was where I would try to plan out essentially the year. Now I do it in much smaller bites because it can't, it, we just never know what the future of the horizon looks like. So yeah, I think the quarterly focus and then uh, being flexible yeah. is an important piece, but I do think the idea of it takes a village is important. And there's, there's likely a combination of solutions yeah. that you want to put in place to make sure that you are supported. Have you started uh, doing your um, survey again? Cause I love the modern family index survey. When will the next one come out? Because I'll be so, I know it just came out. So I'm already like, you know, <laughs> it's like Fast and the Furious. When's the next one? Exactly. Because you'll be looking at, I, I mean, we're, we're not really, po we're not post-pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. It'll be such an interesting moment to look at what you heard leading into the pandemic and what you learn. And so when does the surveying start? So the Modern Family Index comes out every spring, but we okay. certainly do pulse surveys along the way. And oh, great. With all of our client employees really understanding how they're thinking. So stay tuned for, for lots of tidbits. Right. I do think the next couple months as parents return to the work site in a somewhat hybrid form yeah. for many employers will be a really interesting few months. And as back to school kicks in, with uncertainty this year, yeah. there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot of transitioning. Well, thank goodness you guys are there. You're so right. It's always been such a big topic is childcare and how we deal with childcare as families, as employers, as a country. And if there's anything that the pandemic showed us outside of our healthcare needs, it's our childcare needs. So yes, we just need more and more great childcare, and in all kinds of flexible ways. I think that's wonderful. It's, it's really great because every family is different, really. We all have different needs and different work situations and different numbers of kids and ages of kids. It's, this is the, a vital part of the, the sandwich life. That we're it living. is. And, and I'll make a final plug here. It's a great industry as a teacher or a caregiver. And so we're always looking for uh, great talent or folks who love children and just really want to grow. We have a Horizons teacher degree program where we will actually, at no cost to you, help drive your education in early childhood. And yeah. so it's a great industry to join. Oh. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Club Sandwich. Great to be here. As always, Jennifer, nice to, nice to talk with you. Our guest today was Christy Cunningham. If you are living life in the middle, 
Share your story with us at editors at firstly.com. And please take a moment to rate and review our podcast. It really helps us grow. And of course, if you could use a little extra financial wellness help, visit firstly.com, created specifically with the sandwich generation in mind. And let me know what you think. And until next week, I'll see you each week in the club. Club Sandwich.